Hey fam. You know we gotta pay the bill, so we're gonna start off with that. Cold read. The grappling hour is brought to you by Luda Gear. Athletic support items created by grapplers for grapplers. Fire grub meal prep. Meal prep. Done right. Now let's get to the show. That's me, Helio, for I've sinned. Oh my god, it's cold out here in LA. And by cold, I mean it's like below 50? I don't really know. Anyway, I know those of you who are listening in different places don't have much sympathy. This is Rafa Sparza, your friendly neighborhood podcaster. Before we even get to the actual techniques this week, I just have a minor gripe. And this is something that I'm going to continue, I guess, complaining about until I get tired of doing so. But before we actually get to some of the updates about uh, No Defense November, I just want to bring up something that really kind of bugs me, which is that there are these accounts that I go to uh, when I'm trying to figure out uh, new moves or techniques, and it appears that a couple friends of ours, which is uh, Kent Peters, the very, very solid Canadian and uh, Eli Knight, not a Canadian, to my knowledge, they both have these really, really fun and educational jiu-jitsu pages that they've worked really, really hard on. And they're not necessarily people who have gone out of their way to show UFC fights um, or give away the endings for paywall pay-per-views a ton. But they've put a lot of time into their, their jiu-jitsu and they've just deleted their pages from the UFC because I believe they had some sort of uh, whatever marginal content. I can't even tell you what they had on there. I'm not even sure they knew what they posted because it, it would appear that the UFC is now on a rampage of going after people. Guys, I get it when the UFC has a paywall and they want to protect that interest. But at a certain point now, coming after these educational pages, which are using the techniques as an aid to those of us who can uh, very much use that sort of thing, it's annoying as fuck. You know, I always take the side of don't steal content outright. And I guess the reason why it applies to my own particular jiu-jitsu is this. I can't progress without basing my jiu-jitsu off somebody else's stuff. Now, let me explain this. This is pretty simple. I, I do impressions uh, continuously or, or characters. And a lot of that creative process takes and observes what I see and then puts it into life. You would be amazed how much better of a grappler I become when I'm asked to replicate someone's style. Now, I'm not saying I can pull off Eddie Cummings like heel hooks if you just tell me to become Eddie Cummings. I'm just saying that for some strange reason, I at least look marginally better as a grappler. So that is one of the strengths that I pull from myself. I would highly recommend if you have a certain thing that you can lean in on, 
whether it is, um, you know, you're somebody who's very fast and you can play into that or you're, you're somebody who recognizes, say you work with charts for a living, you know, sometimes journaling and, and keeping records of things uh, comes naturally easy to you. Do those things that give you those natural advantages. For me, because I do impressions of people, it inherently means that you're watching and observing their mannerisms, their patterns. And so I found that even in just trying to replicate the entries and uh, doing that, it, it can happen. Of course, it doesn't just appear out of thin air. I do lots of character study. So when it's doing an impression, it's watching a lot of tape of that person. When it's replicating somebody else's game, it's watching other people explain that technique so that I can digest it into my own version. When we start to attack these individuals who are not competitors, they are not malicious with their intent when they're putting it up, I understand that they're probably trying to make an example of something, but in reality, whoever's owning this content i.e. the individual property owners, they're going after it in a dickish way. Because if you look at these guys, their Instagram pages, it's full of so much original content. And to be targeted like that, and anyway, we'll be reaching out to talk to those individuals. I've already scheduled time to speak with uh, Eli, and I've spoken to uh, Kent, so I'll be in touch with them in the future, uh, if not very soon. I might have already recorded uh, a show with them. All right, for the stuff you guys come to hear, which is the update on No Defense November. It's an intriguing premise, I know. Some people aren't necessarily uh, understanding what exactly it is. No, I don't drop my defense entirely. It just means that I don't rely on it as a means of uh, making it my main form of grappling or in certain scenarios allowing myself to just go to becoming a counter grappler or allowing myself in bad positions, <laughs> the big criticism of submission only, just so that I can get out of them and then create some sort of bullshit escape into a submission, which I argue isn't always a bad thing. It's just better, I think, when you come up with these little mini goals for yourself that give you uh, fun ways to do it. Because, I mean, I've been doing this, what, seven, eight years now? Come on, people. Come on. Anyway, here is the update on uh, the next session. I believe this is probably session 10. Honestly, I don't remember where I left off. But I did train a little bit this past week. I hope you'll indulge the number of uh, training sessions I have here. Here was uh, my first training session, and my apologies, I recorded this somehow on my sink in my car. Even though I was talking directly to my phone, it just picked it up as if I was on a phone call in the car. Don't ask me how I did that. Session 10. It's never good when you start your second role and your training partner goes, no defense November, huh, Raph? They're catching on. I said it last week, but now I'm hyper convinced that they're they're at least paying attention to the headlines. I could see though there is at one point we had a really good back and forth roll uh, with my good friend Kyle that uh, as he got me to a certain point there was almost quasi judgment when he got to a more advantageous position of really Ralph. I thought it was no 
defense November, not Mo defense November. Now, he didn't say this, but that's what I thought he said in his head. There's something that was very nice that doesn't necessarily always happen with me. I think part of the reason uh, defenses make its way into my world was I feel very limited by the amount of movements that I can make. And sometimes I just accept the bad positions. Today was one of those good days where I was going with somebody who's a really tough training partner. And I just willed myself back into the role. I didn't look at the timer because, you know, we all do that every once in a while. I just said, find a way out. You will find a way to be good. You can do this shit. And, uh, and I did. I was able to not only get out of the position, reverse the position, come up on top, and then at the very end of it all, uh, get a submission with uh, 20 seconds till spare in the round. It's kind of cool. It changes your mindset a little bit. Now, I'm not going to say the rest of the day I was, like, super dominant, but I could be proud of myself today. So if jiu-jitsu is all about picking up uh, little wins as you go through, especially in training, I think there's nothing better than having your training partners keep you accountable and give you that kind of feedback that says, hey, man, I think it's really cool what you're doing. So I appreciate my buddy Kyle telling me, uh, hey, man. I hear what you're trying to do. Session 11. Here's a fun story. If you're training with two of your best friends, who also happen to be two extremely solid brown belts, no defense November doesn't happen. Oh, sure. You might get to a couple good spaces, but oh my God, it was so rough. Um... I have a reputation of being a good training partner. So at the very least, uh, I'm helping both of these guys get ready for different comps and uh, different tournaments. And, you know, it's the most difficult in just trying to impose your will and just coming up with stuff and, and being there. When my best moments, hand down, hands down, are when uh, I'm able to reverse their um, their offense. No less than two or three times during our rolls did I fall back on my defense, wait for them to go ahead and make some offensive failure, and then capitalize on that, and then come up on top. I, that's not how it's supposed to work. But, you know, you make do with what happens. So, I'm not super mad at myself. I just... Uh, I think maybe at the end of the next roll, I might just ask him for some tips. Uh, I don't think that's against any of the rules, actually. No, shit, I write the rules. All right, I'm going to think on this. Spoiler, I did not ask them for tips because I'm a genius who forgets things. And by saying I'm a genius who forgets things, I mean, oh, shit, did I not do that? I probably should have done that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I really feel stupid that I didn't. And anyway, that's not your problem. It's my problem. Session was this 12? 10, 11, 12? Yeah, 12 falls next. Session 12. Okay, so trying to centralize what you're working on is difficult. But it is nice when you get uh, subtle reminders that there are things that are working for you and there are things that are coming together. So with a lot of the newer belts, it's continuously working on on fun things that uh, make your creativity shine through a little bit more. 
on this particular day, I definitely was trying to be as aggressive as possible and, and just create new openings, especially with some of the stuff that I had worked on uh, with uh, John and Frosto the day before. And it is cool. You know, it is kind of funny where people are, are catching on and, you know, they're smiling and they think it's kind of funny. There was one guy who was like, what is no defense November? And I was like, eh, you don't need to worry about it. But I think it's kind of funny. It's a nice little gimmick to do. So if it's hard to kind of uh, get out of your normal routine, it's even harder to add part of uh, the notes that you get from your trusted friends. So that training session was confusing all over where I just sloppily did things and said, "Eh, okay, that's different. That's good. Not great, but it's good. Session 13. I was explaining to one of our guys how I tend to roll and how if you get a goon or you get somebody who's really crazy rolling with you, how they can dictate their pace and do their thing. And it was from there that I was explaining to them. I said, yeah, you know, normally I'm the guy who is pretty good to roll with some of the goons because I tend to try and go as technical as possible to beat them. I make it kind of my goal that I just use a certain kind of uh, jiu-jitsu that is more flowy and technical to their crazy energy. And they're kind of like, well, I mean, that works okay, but what if you need to roll like a goon? And I just kind of told him, I was like, well, if I'm being honest, if they're going to come at me guns blazing and going all out, it's highly likely they're going to hurt themselves more than I'm going to get hurt. And one of my training partners just perks up and they're like, oh, shit. And it's just not a threat. It's just, hey, man, I'm not trying to hurt you crazily. It's just, if I'm going to send you off to the side, then I'm, I'm going to bump you away. I'm going to make sure that you don't hurt anybody. But it's funny because one of my friends looked at me and he goes, yeah, that sounds about right. I think that sums up today. Also was hitting some fun things from X-Guard, so I was pretty happy about that. I don't know why goons love rolling with me. Probably because I look weak as fuck and my jiu-jitsu's okay. But it's kind of at that part where they feel like they can push me around and then I do one of those miraculous one sweep things where you go and that's the one jiu-jitsu move I needed to do to not die session 14 all right today was a long session worked some good uh, drilling with my good friend Mike I always enjoy doing that and then I stuck around for open mat so it was almost three hours worth of training if I'm being honest and uh, there was one moment that I laughed a lot where one of my friends saw me going for it really quick and just goes, this isn't Raph. And he was able to reverse position. I couldn't hold it. And he goes, oh, okay. As I settle into his guard, he goes, this feels more like Raph. What are you going to do? You can't convince everybody. Everybody kind of knows your game at a certain point. Uh, I can't say that I was super great about all of my offense, But at the very least, um, I was able to work on something in terms of my passing and control. And when I did depend a little bit more on my defense, um, I played a little more loose. And um, I did this thing where I kind of would give up 
a faux submission, one that I'm 100% concerned that I can get out of. And uh, I just saw what would happen from there. Uh, that is a definitely a big trick of mine to give up a submission just to see what people will do. It's really weird when a lot of the younger kids look at me and they go, hey, how'd you do that? I go, please don't do what I do. I would not recommend it. It's not something I teach to everybody or anybody, really, because I just always go, do the real escape. Uh, I can't do it because I just, I'm shit at jujitsu. So do as I say, not as I do. Session 15. Another day training with Kit and John. Another tough day. Here's what's fun about training with them. I just feel like I can't mess up. We've already talked about being the worst in the room. And as long as you're in the room, that's good. There's another thing to be said of when you really understand that you're overwhelmed. I think the thing that's really shining through, for me at least, has been the concept of uh, find your fight. I can't say what everybody's fight is. For some people, it's being competitive and winning medals and doing all that sort of stuff. For your hobbyist, it might be just getting on the mats. For me, a lot of times, it's just not embarrassing myself. It's not being so bad that you're terrible. And at its best, it's leaving a little bit of a different game than maybe the other people are playing. And even one of the more experienced guys came up to me and said, my game was really methodical, which was cool. That was a really unexpected compliment. I mean, he crushed me. So even there, when I was kind of in really, really bad spots, he still was uh, noticing how I'd get to to pretty better spots that I, I honestly wouldn't have gotten to unless I really made it a concerned effort to try and find my fight. Maybe that's a good thing. So it's hard not to take some of those uh, compliments as uh, participation trophies, which I'm not really into. So uh, that's part of the reason why I never uh, try to become too accepting of them. But I like to acknowledge them as progress markers and I like to use the positive Mm -hmm. attributes from that. But I don't uh, I don't get too down on myself for too long. These, of course, are the initial uh, impressions that I get from all these things. Session 16. Oh, wrestling days. You are the toughest. I say this time and time again. Here's something that I was happy about. Today, we have this kind of rule where you you stay in for no more than three turns. And uh, if you've won three times in a row, you go to the back of the line. Uh, Today, I went on a run... In two different sections for I think almost like five wins in a row, which honestly in that King of the Hill thing is about as good as it's going to get, especially in that room. And it was cool because I found that right after uh, I was going with all these great people who are really, really good. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to win a single one of these. And I just told my, my brain, I was like, just find your fight, find your fight, find your fight. And here was the better one. It wasn't the winning that felt great. It was, at one point I got taken down, and I wasn't down enough where it would count as a a full takedown, and I would have to get out. 
uh, my good buddy Frosto, you know, he had my legs, he had my back. And instead of just conceding the position, I just kept fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting out of it. And we're talking, I was in bad spots continuously. He was taking my back. He was trying to trip me down. Uh, at one point, it looked like a really bad fall might happen. I just found my fight. It wasn't, you know, trying to hurt anybody. It wasn't trying to do anything crazy. It was just saying, I don't accept anything less than giving it my all. And as much as I was happy on, like, man, I actually stood in and I stayed in for about five turns, you know, essentially in a row. Um, I was actually more proud of being in that trouble spot and just working my way out of it. That's cool. Surprising. So that's where we're at right now. 16 sessions worth of No Defense November. Uh, we're approaching the end of it. I've got a couple more sessions left. I said that I would do it till the 5th. Let's just extend it just with one last week since uh, we started late, I think, in November. I think we came up with it kind of a few days. Yeah, give it the full month. Let's see what happens here. Anyway, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Ludigear. I want to thank Fire Grub Meal Prep. I'm very pleased with how the experiment's gone, despite uh, how uncomfortable it can be at times. It's really interesting to note how many different people have commented on it, the scenarios in which I'm finding myself returning back to my normal defensive game, and more importantly, uh, some of the dialogue, I guess it's kind of opening up, and, and some of the weaknesses I'm finding about myself that I can ask questions and to uh, correct one thing I did ask questions a little bit later to find out what I could be doing when I did that private uh, kind of session with uh, my good buddy Frosto and we were drilling moves so I, I did do something and I was able to utilize that when I was rolling over at kits on that Saturday so so far so good ladies and gents that's going to do it for me today thank you for listening I very much appreciate it and been a great day for grappling. We'll see you on the mats.